Hello and welcome to another episode of the Abundantly Successful Show, the show for conscious entrepreneurs who have the deep desire to turn their passion into a successful and thriving business, all while making a huge impact in the world. I'm your host, Kay Sanders, also known as the creator of Possibilities. And this show is all about, you know, making a big impact. And our topic today is definitely going to be able to help you make a much, much bigger impact in the world. So our topic today is how to write your book in just 90, 90 days you know, get it out there, get your book out there. And our guest expert today is Dallas Woodburn. She's a book coach. So she helps those busy entrepreneurs to really get the story in a book, to get the book out there so they can really make a big impact in the world. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Dallas. So she's going to help us, you know, figure out how we can write a book in 90 days. Hi, Dallas. Thanks for being here. Great to have you. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Yes, me too. I mean, I definitely gonna be picking your brain because I know writing a book is so powerful. I've done, I have like two written books, like written books and some other, you know, things out there with my name on there. So I know the power of writing a book, but I also know that so many people, you know, are afraid of writing a book. They think they can't write a book. So I'm definitely going to be picking your brain. But before we dive into the content, why don't you share with us a little bit like who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do? Yes, I would love to. And I'm so excited to dive into tips and advice for people today. Um, I am a book coach. I also sometimes call myself a book doula because I help people birth the books that are inside of them. I'm also a writer myself. So I have published um, three books and I have also edited a number of national anthologies. And so I come from that experience of knowing common blocks that I and other writers I know face in the writing process. And also I have a background in different types of publishing. So traditional publishing and self-publishing. And so I'm able to help guide my writers through the actual process of writing their books and helping them realize that they're not alone going through a lot of these common stumbling blocks and how to get through those hurdles. And then when it comes to the process of publishing as well, I help coach them through figuring out the best option for their book to really release their message into the world in the best way possible to reach the the most amount of people. I love it. I mean, books, they're really so powerful, but you know, what is really the benefit of, you know, for entrepreneurs, what's really the benefit of writing a book? What will, what can it do for their business? Yes, that is a great question. And I feel that books, um, so many people I work with say that when they published a book, it took their business to the next level um, in ways that they were not even imagining. So often when people come to me, they want to write a book because they want to um, be able to offer it to their clients. They want to be able to do some speaking and have a book that they can leave with people. So it's more of a permanent uh, collection of their, their message that people can take home with them. Um, but what people tell me, my clients, after they publish their book, when we have our check-ins after the whole process, they say that even just the way that people um, respond to them has changed because they are an expert. They're an author. So I have one woman who her now career is as a motivational speaker, which was her far off dream when we first started working together. And she said, Dallas, it was amazing. As soon as I had my published book and I was reaching out to people to offer my services as a speaker, 
I was getting so many more responses back because I was an author now and I had my book that I can actually send to them and say, you know, here is my message. Here is what I'm about. So I like to tell people it helps you really be seen as an expert in your field as an author. It also gives you a, another passive income stream. Um, if that is something that you're looking to build into your business. And I think most importantly, it's a, an aspect of your legacy that will live on. So books are so tangible. They're different from blog posts or um, email newsletters. There's something that people keep on their nightstand, on their bookshelf, on their coffee table. Um, they're really a, a permanent part of your legacy that I think it makes me um, it breaks my heart a little when I talk to people that have wanted to write a book forever and just keep putting it off and putting it off because I feel it is just really a tragedy that so many people have these books inside of them that never make it into the world. Well, I guess let, let's focus on that real quick because I mean, I know, like, I think I believe that everyone has at least one book inside of them, but I know a lot of, you know, a lot of people, they're like, yeah, I can't write a book. I'm not a writer. And you know, who's going to read my stuff? You know, what all these, you know, limiting beliefs about that. So can we maybe talk a little bit about that? Like, why are, why do so many people have a hard time actually writing a book? Yes. And you just really hit the nail on the head, but a lot of people who come to me, they say, you know, I feel I have this message inside of me, this um, book inside of me that wants to come out that I just, I can't ignore it, but I'm not a writer. I don't even know how to begin. And I think some people get overwhelmed by the process. So a book is like a marathon. It's a, it's a long process to get from the beginning to the end. And so that can just, when you're starting, seem very daunting and overwhelming. Some people have so much inside of them. They have, you know, a lifetime of experiences. They have so much knowledge and wisdom that trying to organize that into a book can also feel very overwhelming. Like, where do I even begin? And I think a lot of people have these internal blocks, um, some harsh internal critics. A lot of people battle with perfectionism where they just think that they're not good enough and maybe they've had experiences in the past with writing that were negative. And so as a book coach, a lot of what I do at the very beginning of working with someone is helping them to get through those, uh, what I call those blocks. Um, so then they can work through those clear those out. It's like clearing the cobwebs out of your house and be able to move forward in the writing process a lot more freely and with more joy. I actually, one of my favorite stories are from clients who tell me, I really hated writing when I started working with you and now I write every day and I love it. So that is definitely possible for everybody to find peace with the writing process. And I mean, I don't believe that you have to be, you know, go to school to learn how to write, to just write a book. I mean, I've done that, you know, and I mean, there's so many other people out there, but like, what would you say? Like, cause I mean, as entrepreneurs, we're busy, right? And writing a book, it takes a whole lot of time. Like you said, you know, marathon, you know, so what would you say to people that say, you know what? I don't have time to write a book. And especially, I mean, now the topic is like writing your book in 90 days. So how can we write a book? You know, else busy entrepreneurs, how can we write a book in 90 days? Yes, exactly. And one reason I really picked that 90 day time frame is that I was working with people and um, 
often it's common to get to the middle of the book. I call it the muddy middle and we kind of get a little bit stuck. It's like um, to mix metaphors a little bit. If we go from a marathon instead of you're swimming across a body of water and you know, you're far, you're far enough away from where you started, but then you're still kind of far from that opposite shoreline. So it was very common for people to kind of falter in that middle. And some people even would, would give up. And the problem I was realizing was that the time frame was too long. So people would kind of dab in their book a little bit here and there. But when we shorten the time frame to 90 days, it becomes its own motivating force. It's like this, um, this force that this momentum that carries you forward. And also you're really committing to it. So you're saying, this is a project that is going to be important to me for these three months. And then I'm going to be done. I'm going to have my book done in three months. And so also with my process, when we work through those blocks, like I mentioned at the beginning, so we work through those so they're not those inner critic and perfectionism and all of that isn't holding you back, you would be amazed at how quickly the writing can come. Um, and we also do an outline so that you know each day what part of the book you want to work on. And so I tell my clients, you're a busy entrepreneur, like you mentioned, I know that you don't have hours upon hours to spend working on this book every day. If you can find even just 45 minutes or one hour to consciously and with focus work on your book, so it means you know, no internet, no Facebook, no cell phone, just to focus on your book, you would be amazed at how quickly you can write this in 90 days. Um, so I think for a lot of people in their head, they think that it's going to be much more of a, of a time suck than it actually has to be. And I mean, nowadays, I mean, you, one thing that I really realized is you don't have to write a book with like 500 different pages or anything like that. I mean, nowadays, like what's, what's the norm of a, a, a really good book length? Yeah, that's another great question too. And I think with, you know, people, we want the information that we say in our books to be concise and digestible and important. So we don't want our book to go on and on and on where we're just being overly repetitive. I think 120 to 150 pages. And when I talk about that page count, if you're writing in Microsoft Word, a 12 point Times New Roman font double spaced will usually convert pretty well into a page in a book. So um, if you were writing single space, that would only be what, you know, 60 pages um, is I think a, a perfect length for a book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, mine are like about close to 200. I think that that's mm -hmm. not, I, mean, I don't think I really enjoy like reading those books that are like, you know, 300, four, five, 600 pages. That's just, that's just way too much until it's like really, unless it's really like a textbook where a lot of teaching is in, you know, but, but now how would you, how would you help someone figure out? Cause you mentioned earlier, you know, all these different things, you know, like all these different stories about our life, all these experiences, like how can we really, you know, narrow it down to figure out, okay, this is the topic that I want to talk about and this is what I should put in my book. Yes. And I love how you asked that question because that is so, um, it's so insightful that I think sometimes people come to me and they actually have more than one book inside of them. So their focus is a little bit too broad. And that is one reason why they feel stuck because they just have so many things that they want to share. And so I think narrowing down is really key. And what I tell people is what do you feel most passionate or excited about sharing? Like which part of your message do you think is most urgent that people really need to hear or that you feel is just most um, present within you that you feel called to share? So for example, maybe you are a health coach and 
you help women um, who are trying to get back in shape after um, having a baby. And then maybe you also work with some people who are dealing with some um, gut or inflammation issues. And so if you have those two different audiences that you're serving, it would be difficult to try to write a book to encompass all of them. So you would want to think of perhaps two different books and thinking about which of those messages do you feel right now most excited about sharing. So I think that when you have an internal um, impetus to really get this message across, it's going to come across in your writing. Your writing will seem more vibrant and more alive and more active. And also the process will seem easier for you. It won't be like you're working against something. It will be like it flows out of you. So instead of trying to listen to what everyone else around you says that you should be writing, I think really tapping into that message inside of your heart that feels most um, present within you. I think meditating is also a good thing. I mean, that's like my book behind me. That's actually came to me during my meditation. I was meditating. I'm like, what can I, what, how can I make a bigger impact? And I got, you know, this download about writing the book. So I think that's also a great, really great way to get some inspiration of what you should write about. But now as far as the, the type of book, because you know, mentioned earlier, like stories, but I know there's certain people like, then you mentioned about the health coach, you know, writing something more, more technical. So how do you really determine, should you just write about, about your personal story? Should you write more something technical or what kind of book should you be writing? Yes, that's another great question. And I love what you said about meditating. I think that's a great way to really tap into your subconscious and get some, some messages across from your own internal wisdom. Yes. And so for type of book, I mean, it really depends again, you know, what book is burning inside of you. A lot of people I work with have a message that they are sharing in their business, in their coaching practice that they want to translate into a book. So their book will be a tool that they can give people to either work through their program or get their message in a more concrete way. Um, and often I encourage people to weave in personal stories, either from their own life or from their clients' lives, because I really think that the personal is what we connect with as readers. So if we're reading a book and it's full of very important technical information, our brains sometimes shut down a little bit and we, we aren't able to remember or to take in that as powerfully as we can take in those personal stories. So I think having a mix of both of those um, is, is really the key to having a book that is successful and that also really resonates with people and spreads your message um, in a way that people will remember who you are and what you do and they will, they will remember your teachings. And you mentioned resonate. And I believe like when you include those messages and let people know that, okay, let's say I talk about, for example, like I do, I do a lot of talking about, you know, mindset stuff. So, you know, if you incorporate, if you talk about the mindset and give tips and strategies, I think it's, it's so vital if you share that, you know, what you know, exactly what you're going through. And then these are the tips and strategies that really help you make it out of whatever situation you're in. I mean, I've written books that was no personal story. And I noticed that I did really didn't resonate with that book as much as if I would have written up a, a, a wrote, a, I mean, read a book. Now I got the right word that really incorporate that 
you know, of course, sometimes I've read books that was like nothing but the personal stuff. And it, I think it was a little bit too much. But I think if you do a nice mix of both, then it's it makes the book a lot more powerful. Or how do you feel about that? Yes, I definitely agree. I think that the personal stories are what really hook people in and what help us remember those anecdotes. But I think you're right that if we only have personal stories, sometimes the reader is left feeling, okay, well, how do I implement this in my life? What are the concrete steps that I can follow to experience these same transformations. And so I think you really want a mix of having these action steps for people, having concrete advice and information that they can take away. But like you said, also having those personal stories that resonate. So I like to tell my clients that we want to affect the brain and also the heart with our books. Yeah. Now, what would you say, like, how do you really stay motivated to keep going forward? I mean, I know you mentioned you're condensing it down to like 90 days. And I mean, I know people there, they, they were telling me that I've been writing my book for two years already. So what can, what would you say, like, how can you really stay motivated to, you know, get up every day, get in front of your computer or notepad or whatever to keep writing every single day? Yes. Motivation is key to uh, getting through the process. And I think first, just being aware that there will, there will naturally be days where perhaps you don't feel quite as motivated to write as you did some other days. That is just part of the process. That's perfectly normal. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you or anything wrong with your book. And one thing I've noticed both with myself and with other writers that I have coached is Sometimes we have a little bit of resistance at the beginning where we think, oh, I really don't feel like writing today. But usually if you can force yourself to sit in that chair, open up that journal or that Word document and start writing, tell yourself you only have to write for 10 minutes. We can do anything for 10 minutes, right? We can, yeah. we can spare that. And so usually once you kind of get into the writing, you will find yourself getting into it and writing longer than those 10 minutes. Um, so getting past that resistance barrier. And another exercise that might be helpful for your listeners is I like to walk my clients through a process that I call getting to your why. So thinking about why are you writing this book? Why are you the one to write it? Why is this book important that you are writing it now? And how will it help your clients or your readers? How will it impact them? What do you want them to take from your book and how will it change their lives? And so I have my clients actually write that down on a piece of paper or a journal so they can read through that if they're ever feeling unmotivated or they're sort of unsure about, you know, why they're even going through the trouble of writing this book. It can be a nice reminder of the heart of your mission and how this book will help people. And, you know, I really love that you mentioned that, that why, I mean, I think the why is it's, it's the most important thing of everything that you do, like starting your business, writing your book and everything is because that's really, whenever you're getting, getting down into the slump, you can always go back to that why and, you know, pull yourself up from that. But, you know, another thing that I have done, I don't know if you've ever done that, like actually printed out my cover, like before, like before I even start writing, I created my cover, my book cover, printed out and I had it like, I actually had it right here, right, right next to my wall. So whenever I was writing, I was sitting here, I saw that and it motivated so much. So like, I cannot wait to hold this book in my hand. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited already. I can see it. Oh my God. That actually helped me really get in front of the computer every day and write. I mean, have, do you do something like that as well? 
That is a wonderful idea. I'm going to steal that from you. I love okay. it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we do some vision boards sometimes with my clients where I'll have them create a vision board with images that speak to them from their book and quotations, something else kind of related to your um, idea about printing out the book cover. Sometimes I have them write imaginary uh, blurbs for their book. So you know how usually on the back cover of a book, people will write reasons why they love this book so much and, and why it's great. So um, it might be too early for, for you to actually get real blurbs from people because you're still writing your book, but thinking about what do you hope that people say about your book and writing that down. You could take the same process and write a a future review of your book. And I also believe that this is a nice um, way of something I've heard called future casting, where instead of um, a, a kind of like forecasting where you are um, trying to imagine what you hope will will happen once this book comes out. And so you're, you're kind of opening yourself up to the universe for that to happen. So mm. it can be a powerful exercise in that way as well. Mm, yeah, most definitely. I like that one. I need to try that as well. I mean, I did the visualization part as well, like really looking at, you know, visualizing I'm holding my book and oh my God, that was so amazing. So that helped me as well. But now what do you think are like the biggest challenge that entrepreneurs really face when it comes to writing a book? The biggest challenge? Hmm. I would say, I mean, I've touched upon, I think a lot of those internal challenges. I think a lot of the entrepreneurs I work with they are their own harshest critics. And um, I think also sometimes, you know, with as entrepreneurs, we've mentioned, you know, you're busy, you have all these aspects of your business that you're working on. And I think sometimes writing a book feels a little bit less tangible of um, the impact that it's going to make in your business. So it will make a huge impact. Like I said, it will position you as an expert, bring you new clients, help you get speaking gigs and expand your message further. But I think all of those things might seem a little bit more farther into the future where there might be programs or projects you're working on that have a quicker um, return on investment. And so a lot of entrepreneurs, they tell me they've had a dream of writing a book. Like you said, maybe they've been working on a book for two years and um, but it's other, other tasks keep kind of getting in the way of that, that, they know, oh, this program is going to make me this much money, so I'm going to work on that instead. So I think that really trying to remind yourself of why, like we were talking about, the why of writing a book and why that's important to you and not being too sidetracked by these other urgent tasks that um, might also be important but maybe aren't as valuable to your legacy and your greater legacy. So trying to have a wider view of your business and your career and also just your life in general. Hmm. Yeah. Now, there, I think another big challenge that, you know, I know for my first book I had that was like that so-called writer's block. Oh my gosh, the famous writer's block. So what, what can you tell us about that? How can we really uh, overcome, you know, when we're really sitting there, we're, you know, set the intention, we want to write and then nothing is coming. Yes. <laughs> it's so frustrating. I know. Yep. <laughs> and I think again, just reminding yourself that it's something that every writer I know has dealt with. You are not alone. It doesn't mean that you're a bad writer or there's something wrong with you. You are in good company. Um, and I think often writer's block comes from those perfectionist voices inside of our heads those self-editors that say nothing we write is good enough. Or like I mentioned, maybe you have too many ideas swirling in your head that you don't even know where to begin. So that's why having an outline can be really helpful where you're focusing on 
one certain thing. Um, if, if you feel that maybe perfectionism is blocking your path, a helpful exercise can be to actually uh, turn off the um, your your screen or to I guess turn it down so your your screen of your computer looks black so you can't actually see what you're writing um, and so for a lot of writers that is really helpful where if they, if they can't see what they're writing they can't criticize it and they can't delete it and um, Often I found that just getting those words on paper is the most important step. Once you have the words on paper, you can always go back and edit them and make it better, but we can't edit something that is not there. So we can't edit the blank page. And so just getting the words on paper, I think is the most important step. And also just reminding yourself with writer's block that it is something that you are feeling and you feel this resistance, but it's not actually a physical ailment that you are struggling with. There is nothing that is stopping your fingers from typing on the keyboard or stopping your hand from moving across the page. And so sometimes just refocusing on gratitude for being able to write and to share your message. Again, thinking about the people that you are serving with this book, sometimes shifting that perspective a little bit can be enough to get past the block. So instead of thinking, oh, I'm so blocked right now, I don't know what to write. Instead you think, I'm so grateful that I get to have this time to share my message with people. And I love how you mentioned earlier about writing, um, how you don't need to go to a school to learn how to become a writer. I think really embracing your unique voice and just pretending that you're writing an email to a friend. It doesn't have to be something that seems super formal and people will actually resonate with your authentic voice um, instead of having to feel like you need to put on your serious writer hat and you know write something very serious. Mm -hmm. Now, do you, have you ever ha used the, the technique where you just write nonsense just to get the creativity juice flowing? That's one of the things I did in my first, with my first book. Like I, I had days when I sat there and like nothing was coming through. I'm like, oh my God, you know, I even tried to like quiet my mind. I tried just about anything. And then I had done some research and there was, they were saying that to really get your creativity flowing, just write whatever comes to mind. Even saying, oh, I really have no idea what to write about. This is just nonsense. This is stupid. Whatever comes to mind, because that's when you kind of kickstart. I don't remember what side of the brain to that, the creativity side. And then I started like going into, well, I really want to write about my book and this chapter is about this and that. And then kind of like slowly but surely went into it. And all of a sudden, you know, 10 pages later, <laughs> I was like, hey, that works. Have you ever done that? Yes, that is another great tip. I love that. And I think I think it does work because you're almost tricking your mind into getting into that place. And um, something else that I found is helpful is knowing what type of person you are as far as communicating. So some people I work with, they find it much easier to communicate verbally as opposed to writing on the page. I'm the opposite. I would love writing to me is easier sometimes than, than talking about something. So if you're someone who talking comes easier, work with that instead of trying to work against it. So instead of trying to force yourself, I must type all this out, maybe record yourself talking about your book. They have so many with technology. We're so lucky. They have all of these voice to text um, apps and things available. You know, work with yourself. Don't tell yourself there's one um, mold that you have to fit as a writer. 
that I think sometimes, like you were saying, giving yourself permission to maybe be a little bit silly um, can do wonders with getting that creative side of your brain. We're kind of trying to access um, our, our child selves in a way. When we think back to when we were children, you know, we were so creative, we weren't judging ourselves as much or what we were outputting. And so I think a lot of being a writer or being a creative person is trying to kind of tap back into that self that we were, which often means being a little bit silly and giving yourself permission to try out something new. Yeah. And hey, it's never, nothing, nothing ever wrong with being silly, right? Makes the day uh, much funner. <laughs> I mean, I like to laugh, you know, I like to joke around because it makes things just so less, you know, strict or boring. So I, I like to do that. You know, I think it's fun. That's why I like to, even in the interviews, you know, I like to you know, laugh and joke and laugh about whenever I make mistakes and stuff or stumble over my words because I think it's fun. <laughs> but anyways, so can you give us some like some strategic tips on, okay, now we say, okay, we want to write a book. How can we, what are the steps as far as getting that book, you know, written and done in those 90 days? Yes, definitely. So um, my my five steps that I outline for people um, to get started on getting their book 90 days. Um, the first one, like I mentioned, is um, getting past those blocks that you have inside. So trying to um, think back into your relationship with writing and your experiences with writing, thinking back if you've had any negative experiences and trying to really get to the root of that and find peace with that. Um, meditating can be very helpful, like you mentioned. Also just maybe talking through that with someone um, or even doing some free writing about it um, and trying to realize what is holding you back with your writing in the past? Um, is it perfectionism? Is it that you feel like you have too many ideas? Do you get distracted? Do you have a hard time, you know, typing instead of speaking? So getting to those blocks, I think, is a really important first step that will make the whole process easier. Uh, secondly, getting to that heart of your why, like I mentioned. So writing down for you, why is this book important? Why are you the one? to tell this book. Um, and why, why does this matter is really um, key before you even begin so that it, you can keep going that entire way. Um, the next thing I think is really creating an outline for yourself. So thinking about what are the major points that are most crucial for you to, um, to get across in this book and trying to write those out on a piece of paper. Um, you can also think of this as your checklist as you're writing the book. So you can physically check them off as you go along, which can be really motivating to see as you're um, making progress. So I also use a metaphor with an outline that it's like your roadmap for your journey. So you can always change it. You can always change the route that you're taking uh, to get to the end. But I think that it's important just to have at least a little bit of an idea of um, where you're going before you begin so it can you can be more organized. Um, and then also, I think it's really crucial to set a writing routine for yourself. So to try to set aside time whether it's first thing in the morning when you get up or maybe after lunch or right before you go to bed, where that's going to be your writing time that you actually commit to and schedule in your calendar, just like any other appointment in your day. I think that is really crucial to creating that habit of writing so your brain becomes used to, okay, this is, this is my writing time. This is my time to focus and to be creative. And then the last thing is to invest in some sort of community of support. 
So it can, I don't know what your experience was, but it can be very difficult to try to run that marathon or write that book if you feel like you're all alone. So whether it's joining a Facebook community of writers or investing in a book coach like me, or even just reaching out to some other friends and telling them what you are doing, having that community of support is really really an important step to actually keeping you motivated and helping you feel like you can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally get it. I mean, for me, actually, I think maybe I'm just different or whatever, but I had no problem writing my book. <laughs> I don't know. My first one I wrote in six weeks, this, uh, the, the last one I wrote in like 45 days. I don't know when it comes to writing a book. I think I'm like different than a lot of other people. <laughs> That's but wonderful. I, You're a unicorn. I know. I guess so. I don't know. Uh, my friend, actually, my uh, no, my spiritual mentor, she actually sent me uh, an image. It says, "Hold was that she believed she could, so she did." So I actually have it like in, on the wall, and it's just it was so funny because like I had told her that I was gonna write my book, and then forty five days later, I actually sent her the PDF file. Like, hey, you read it? And she was like, "What?" <laughs> so that was actually pretty pretty interesting. But the second the, se- the second book that I wrote, I had some help from my guys because I actually wrote the book in my cash records. So I had to download so. I just said, what should I write today? And everything came through. So I didn't have to do a whole lot of thinking. (laughs) So I think I kind of cheated a little bit, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) It was divine guidance. But, you know, I mean, I really like, you know, your steps and stuff. And I think it was so important to, you know, have that big why, have that support. Because I know so many people that really get stuck. One of the things that I really realized was a lot of people, they're like, what is, you know, the, you mentioned the mental blocks. And I know one of the things was uh, that had also occurred to me at, for, at first, like, well, what if I write the book and no one is going to read it? And I think that's like one of the biggest fears that a lot of people have is like, oh, what if I'm being judged? What if I write this story that no one is going to read it? Or if they do read it, they might laugh at me or throw the book at me or something like that. You know, usually none of the stuff ever happens. But I think that's like a lot of the fears that really stops people from actually, you know, I mean, I believe that we all have so much value to give, especially us entrepreneurs who are already out there, you know, making big difference and making that impact. You know, when we get, get that stuff in, you know, all our knowledge into a book, that is so powerful. And I don't know about you, but whenever I get my book in my hands the very first time, there are definitely some tears involved. (laughs) Yes. It's a very emotional experience. It's, it's this, um, it's, I think unlike any other goals that I have achieved is finishing a book. And like you said, seeing that book in your hands with your name on the cover, there's something special about it. That's unlike anything else that I've done in my life. I mean, I think if anyone would have told me like 10 years ago that I would ever be a book writer, like, you know, an actual author and actually international bestseller, I would have told them that they're nuts. You know, but nowadays it is so easy to write a book. And like you mentioned, I mean, it can really open so many doors for you and it can turn. I mean, can you give some examples? Like what can you then do? You have your book. What are some of the things that you can really do to really, you know, give you the breakthrough for your business or just take your business to the next level? Yes, I would love to. Well, I like to tell people, I don't know if if you feel this way, but I think that your book can be your best business card. It's like a business card 2.0 that um, I have some clients that um, this is a whole other thing going into the way that self-publishing is these days. It's we're so lucky to live during this time where it's so easy and you can actually purchase copies of your book for not, not very much money. So I have some clients that they'll go to networking events and instead of having a business card, they'll have their book and they will give them out to people. And it brings so much new business to them because business cards are really easy to get lost. You kind of forget 
who that person was or what their message was. But a book, you know, people take home with them. They read when they get home. They have it on their desk. They're, they know who you are and what you're about right there. So I've had people tell me that their um, connections and their new business that come in from networking events alone, you know, goes up tenfold once they have their book that they're able to share that with others. Um, and then also being able to be considered an expert for speaking um, engagements, I think is a really vital part of um, you need to be an author for a lot of these events to actually even be considered to be a keynote speaker. And um, one of my first clients, it was really exciting, um, got his first uh, keynote speaking gig soon after his book came out. And um, and he, he made $7,500 just from that one speaking engagement. And then he also sold his book on top of it. So, I mean, that was a huge, uh, a huge event for him and his business. And so I think sometimes people feel, oh, I'm not sure if I can invest, you know, the time into my book or what if I don't sell any, like you mentioned. Um, but there are so many avenues to make connections, to get your book out there, um, and even to reach people on the other side of the world, thanks to platforms like Amazon and eBooks and online um, blogs and podcasts that I think it's just a way to bring your business to um, that next level and also just to reach a lot more people. So sometimes, especially with coaches I work with, they only have a certain number of hours in the day. They can only coach so many people. Mm. With a book, you can reach thousands and millions of people with your message. And so it's just a way to spread those, that wisdom of your heart so much further. Mm. And I mean, I believe there's even so much more that you can do with a, with a book that we haven't even touched on. And I don't think we even have time for that. <laughs> Because I think we already, you know, we're coming to the end now. I mean, thank you so much for sharing all this. I mean, if anyone would like to get a hold of you, learn more about you, where can they find you? Where, uh, where can they find out more about you? Yes, I would love to hear from listeners. My website is yourbookbreakthrough.com. You can also find me um, online at dallaswoodburnauthor.com. The name, my name is Dallas, like the city, D-A-L-L-A-S, Woodburn author. And I also have a free um, online masterclass. It's 45 minutes and it's going into my top advice and tips for getting your book done in 90 days. And that's available for free at bookbreakthroughmasterclass.com. Okay. And I think I have all the links, so they will definitely be in the show notes. So, you know, guys, make sure to go to abundantly-successful.com to get the show notes, get the links and everything, and also learn more about uh, Dallas. So Dallas, thank you so much for being here. It was really great. I mean, I love talking about books and I think we could still be talking an hour from now. <laughs> But, uh, you know, thank you so much for giving all the great content about, you know, writing a book, how to go about it, how to, you know, overcome some of the fears. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to be here with me. Oh, it's been my pleasure. I love talking with you about books. We could go on forever, but it's been yes. wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. And I also want to thank you guys again, you know, for being here, for, you know, listening in. I hope, you know, listening today's, to today's episode, I hope it helped you understand, you know, that you can too, you too can write a book. You know, writing a book is not no longer as difficult as it used to be because you can self-publish. You don't have to write thousands of thousands of pages. Like, you know, Dallas said, you know, 100, 150, or like me, I have about 200 pages. That's, that's okay, you know, and you don't have to be a super expert or have a degree in writing. But, you know, just get your message out 
out there. There's really so many opportunities that can come from writing a book, from having your name on a book. And of course, it's very emotional as well because, hey, you have your book on, your name on your book. That is so very powerful. So really, if you want to take your business to the next level, if you really want to impact people and really make that impact in the world and, you know, really touch so many lives, then writing a book, it can really open a whole lot of doors for you. I mean, we mentioned some of the things that you can do from keynote speaking to, you know, uh, you know, I mean, there's so much more that you can create with a book, you know, as a baseline. So, you know, don't be afraid to write your book. You definitely have at least one book in you. So hopefully today was, we were able to, you know, kind of kickstart that for you. So you'll consider actually writing a book and then, Hey, take advantage of her, you know, 45 minute masterclass. So you can learn how to write a book in 90 days. And then let me know if you have written that book in 90 days, send me a copy, send me a PDF, send Dallas a PDF if you would like. But let us, you know, have a look at your book. I definitely would love to read your book. Okay. Okay. So with that said, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate appreciate your time. And I see you in the next episode. Like I said, make sure to go to abundantly-successful.com for the other episodes and also for the show notes. Okay. So thanks again for being here. And I hope you have an amazingly abundant and successful day. 